Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. It's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us here on Facebook or YouTube if you're watching the stream live. If you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, or wherever else you might have found the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave. And tonight we have two lovely guests with us tonight. Debris from the 724 Lounge, who we all know. And this is Stacy Burgoyne. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Oh, Burgoyne. And I'm happy got to my be front. here tonight. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes, see that? Stacy is a new employee at the uh, Twins, and she's kind of a uh, executive assistant to everybody. I think that's probably the best way to say yes. it, right? Yes. Would or... you agree, Sean? Yep. Yep. There you go. So, and we're happy to introduce everybody to you, and thanks for being on the show. Yes. Well, I'm happy to be here as your new operations specialist. So that's awesome. Thank you. For that is a snappy me. title. It really is. Operations specialist. Very, very cool. on a pig, but still a pig. <laughs> it's like you're running NASA or something. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my goodness. I should probably like my cigar. You probably should. Do you have your drink, Dave? Mm, somewhere. <laughs> Are you looking for it in your pocket? Yep. It's not there. No. It's it's not there, Dave. Well, my cutter is. Okay. Well, that's that's a start. Okay. Well, tonight on the show, we are smoking the Foundation Olmec Claro Corona Gorda. Um, this was our choice, as you recall, from several weeks ago for the best new blend of 2022. And um, all the blends that this came in were really spectacular. Um, this is one of my favorites. I think this is my favorite size in the, in the uh, Claro line. I don't know if that's everybody else's, but um, great cigar. Mexican San Andreas uh, Negra wrapper. Nicaraguan binder and filler, and it is five and a half by 48. That's the size of the cigar. They're calling it a uh, Corona Gorda. And Bree, what are we pairing with this tonight? So we are pairing our Rabbit Hole High Gold, which Rabbit um, Hole we are High Gold. very familiar with, I think, on this podcast. Um, we are mm. also still engaging in our Bourbon Champions, which is um, pretty much a really cool thing where you get to try, I believe, about seven or eight different eight, bourbons yep. um most of them are from rabbit hole and jefferson's and um once you try all of them you get your name on this beautiful engraved um whiskey barrel top placard here yes. at the 724 lounge um so the high gold tends to kind of be the staple of those lines it's mm -hmm. kind of i think it was one of the first um i think you know, talia talked about it a while back 
but yeah, so we're we're pairing that today. So it's kind of cool because we get to see it with yet another cigar. Out yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I can I can see over on the barrel top. It's right over off camera over there a little bit. What about 20, 25 people have yep. completed the challenge? Mm, we're still pushing. We're trying to fill it up. Yeah, so there's still plenty of room on us. there, but it's <laughs> it's really cool. The the barrel top is awesome. And uh, um, if you've been watching the show for a while, you know that uh, we did that a couple of uh, months ago with Talia. We did all eight bourbons on one podcast. Oh. It was very, very fun. Lots of fun. Yep. I think Sean was a little bit sloshed at the end of that night. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Point the finger all you want, baby. <laughs> but um that's awesome. so while we're getting into smoking the cigar here um you want to talk a little bit about the super bowl party that's coming up here at twins this sunday yep this sunday um we are selling we're selling tickets and they are 35 dollars a piece um that includes a seat that is uh, already nice. assigned yes you are guaranteed a seat <laughs> absolutely mm -hmm. not standing room only yep you're guaranteed a seat um also, you're going to receive two um, 25th anniversary cigars. Yes. And those are the, what types were those? Again? So we, so far, two companies have released uh, cigars in celebration of Twins 25th anniversary. The first was Christoph, and that's a Mexican San Andreas box pressed perfecto. Um, very, very tasty and a very big hit so far with everybody that's tried it. Um, it's to me, it's a great cigar. And then just a couple of days ago, we got the second cigar in, which is from, uh, Aganorsa leaf. It is a, um, the Aganorsa leaf Corojo, uh, blend, but it's done in a Corona Gorda, uh, a Corona grand, uh, no, they call it a grand Corona, grand Corona. Grand Corona, Corona Grande, Grand, whatever. <laughs> it's the same thing. They just put the Grand at either end, and they may or may not take off the D or add an E, depending on what company you're using. But uh, that's a size that's not available in that normal yes. blend. And there was so only a certain amount of boxes made. Right. There's only, and so we're not really releasing it yet, but anybody who gets a ticket to the uh super bowl will get one of those cigars so that's a you're going to be one of the first people i haven't even smoked that's saying a lot well, i haven't even smoked that's saying a lot. so you're going to be one of the first people to get one of those cigars uh that right there is going to be it's going to be good so those are the cigars mm -hmm. you're um complimentary food as yep. well um and that will entail lazy man lasagna meatball subs mm -hmm. sausage pepper and onions salad and a dessert mm. um chicken broccoli ZD, i believe was on that list yes, so there's a ton ZD, okay. of good food so um, plenty and that's of food. complimentary plenty and... of food the cigars very and then of course you can get whatever you want to yep. drink with that yeah awesome and yes. when does when when does that start you can purchase tickets as soon as today you can okay. come on in um any any ladies at the bar would be able to help you with that and purchasing right. 
um, they're very knowledgeable also if you have any questions about what that entails or, mm. you know, they have detailed lists and also you'd be assigned a seat. And what time should people be here for that? 530. 530 is the start time for that. Absolutely. 530. That's when the party gets started around here. Sounds good. And we will all be here ready to rock. Cool. And ready to have some fun. Awesome. Yep. Boop, boop. All right. We've been able to smoke the cigar for a little bit. What are what are people picking up? Dave, I'm, I'm going to start with you so that you can be, <clears throat> you can set the tone for the rest of the show. Um. I'm getting no a lot. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all, Dave. <laughs> getting a lot of no pepper and spice. Pepper and spice and everything nice. Pepper and spice. Some cocoa. Some what? Cocoa. 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 And um, maybe a hint of leather in there, too. Yeah. It's also got a, maybe a little bit of creaminess to it. Not much, mm -hmm. though. Okay. Three. I'm not getting a lot of pepper. This one's a pretty smooth smoke for me. It... I'm definitely getting the cocoa. Um, I'm almost getting like a slight like sweetness. It's mm -hmm. almost like a cedar essence. Not fully cedar, but it definitely has the cedar sweetness. You're not getting okay. any spice or pepper? No. It is like, I don't know, would it be retrohaled? No, I have not retrohaled. Oh, that's where so you're getting it, right, That's a Dave? fair point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get spice on the palate, but I do get it in my nose. And it's funny, too. Like, once you take a sip of the bourbon... It makes it, um, it gives it like this unique kind of distinct sweetness, and I can't really place my finger on it yet. But it's really Some enjoyable so far. Yes. I, I told Dan, mesquite <laughs> barbecue, like a Carolina mopping sauce. <laughs> mm -hmm. Carolina mopping sauce? Wow. Sometimes we just don't ask questions. You yeah. Know? You know, you just roll with it. You just go with the flow. Just go. <laughs> just follow the breeze. <laughs> no pun intended. Pat, you're very quiet tonight, Pat. Ooh. I'm just listening. It's just because of observing. how tight his pants are. That's Thank you, Dave. You're welcome, Pat. Um, he makes tight pants look good. Hey, you know. <laughs> uh, someone's got to be able to rock them. That's, That's what she said. <laughs> Love it. So, Pat, what are you picking up on Scar? This is going to be like a Good predominantly pat-tasting note, because I don't think anyone's going to probably agree with me. Nope. But, so I've smoked this cigar, I would say, well over ten times now. Mm. Um, I've smoked each Vitola. I've had the Corona Gorda, I'd say, six times, because we had this in stock initially. Mm -hmm. um, I had the Toro, and then there is a 60-gauge, which I think I had once, because we got, like, very limited number of those guys. Right. And then the Maduros, we had a bunch more of those in the 60, but... Sure. So, every time I smoke it, I get something different. So, I'm trying to kind of pinpoint right now what it is, and I think the remarkable thing about it, which is why we, you know, chose it for the blend of the year, is it kind of, in a weird way resembles like the history of tobacco which it, it's gonna sound weird but like when i smoke yep. the cigar on the retro like the initial points of it for a very subtle second i'm getting like really savory cream and oak and a leather oak. And it, it resembles like that kind of cuban-esque type you know cream leather and oak which mm -hmm. is what people look for in, like the monte cristos and, like the other classic abanos brands and then quickly that diverts and then it gives me more of a hickory um spice some cajun 
that Ooh, kind of darker spice. Nicaraguan leather. And then the, the finish to me is like a, it's a sweetness, but it's more of a candy coating sweetness, mm-hmm. like a floral mm-hmm. sweetness. And it's just really a unique Viscous. cigar, you know, and it's every time I've smoked it, I've picked up something different with it. But the mm. only thing I can really use to express it is it just, it kind of takes the beginning of it is like the old age of cigars and it goes like that modern Nicaraguan Puro. Um, it's just, it's a phenomenal cigar. And usually like to customers, I'll explain it to be like a Padron on steroids. It really, really, really reminds me of a Padron. I just think it has a lot more spice and kick to it. It's got a lot more nuance and complexity than a Padron does, which is not a knock on Padron, you know, um, Padron steady, uniform flavor is one of the things that makes it great and makes it so popular. But I, I totally agree. This has you know some real deep similarities to especially the natural in this blend um but to me there's a lot more going on in this than in a natural padrone wrapper would you am i agreeing with you pat or not no yeah it's it's like the first time i smoked it when i was working and i didn't have any time to think about it it immediately reminded me of a padrone and it, it and I've had Padron guys smoke it that agree with me, especially mm. like the difference between like the Maduro and the Claro. Like, it's very much Padron. Mm. Now, this is your chance to shine, Stacy. <laughs> it is my chance. This is your to chance shine. to shine. How are you enjoying the cigar? I am thoroughly enjoying the cigar. Um, I can relate a lot with what Pat said about it being like authentic, like okay. it being like what you're looking for in a bowl in a bowl tasting cigar mm-hmm. but it's not too much there's still that creaminess there's mm-hmm. still some spice in there and i find it to be refreshing i find it i find it a nice smoke how do you like the high gold or how did you like the high gold <laughs> um, the high gold <laughs> was absolutely delicious and i enjoyed it thoroughly it did bring out the taste like brie said um it's when you pair it with something, it really does make that difference. And totally. You, I have an appreciation for that. And yeah. um, Now, we, we mentioned the, the bourbon competition, the bourbon championship, of which the high gold rabbit hole is one. You finished that before the show and have moved on to number two. You're trying to fill out the bourbon championship card. I, I am. I, I look so at it. These so. are your number one and two drinks. Now, what, what, are you, what are you drinking now? Um, it was the other version of Rabbit or oh, the Rabbit the Cave Hill or the uh, Boxing Garage. The, the Kendra told me, yeah, yes. the Boxing. Yes, okay. and that that definitely brings out that that pepper that you spoke about earlier, and um, it's definitely enjoyable. Definitely one of the, one of the better cigars I've smoked. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear that since we said it was the best new blend of 2022. I like the word refreshing you mm-hmm. used. It, was, it is very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, if that's a good Simple. word for this one. Exactly. <laughs> Pat, have you, had, you, you talked a lot about the cigar, which was awesome. Have you had any of the um, rabbit hole yet? Rabbit? Yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the pairing? Un momento. Yes, we'll give Pat a moment. And um... so, one of the cool things about this cigar um, is the um, filler is um, been aged for three years in 
bales. Yes. Which is pretty cool. I I I saw the process for that when I was down in Honduras last week. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show, but mm. um, it is it is very interesting. They've got this way to once the tobacco's been aged on the pylons long enough, um, it can get packaged into these roundish. They 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 look like barrels, but they're made of burlap, and they're sewn up and and uh, are able to be stored and aged for longer periods of time that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. The uh, one of the other cool things I, I found out while I was researching it was, uh, you know, this is named after a tribe, the Olmecs. Yes. But one of the uh, one of the other tribes, the uh, which people are probably more familiar with, the um, was uh, the the Mayans. They in 2012 they found 800 Mayan cigars that were still intact. And were actually were, were buried, and because they were so well preserved, they were actually smokable. Wow. Really, eight hundred wow. years. That's old. cool. Can you imagine that. Yeah. Wow. Our friend Steve Poirier would love to get his hands on one of those. Uh, he's a. Oh, I'm sorry. Six hundred year old cigars. Six hundred. Were, were, discovered, you, you, were you, discovered in smoking condition. Six hundred years old, or six hundred cigars. Uh, they were 600 years old, and they were eight 600 years old, and they were 800 cigars. Okay, wow. so we just got it a little bit reversed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, the oldest um, tobacco art we have is from the Olmec tribe, yeah. and uh, that's a couple thousand years old. That's a couple thousand years old, and that image is on the uh, mm -hmm. um, wrapper of the cigar. This is a picture of the Olmec Indian. See but if I can the, grab that. The, the uh, cigar he's smoking and the smoke coming out of it, that specifically is the oldest um, art of burning tobacco that we currently have. Wow. It's very, very cool. And it's it's this predates Cuban tobacco by uh, hundreds of years. So it's literally so a piece of history. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> it, Foundation Cigars uses history... Um, and it's naming of cigars more than anybody I know of. Um, and coincidentally, I, as I was reading up on this, I was reading a half wheel, uh, review of the, uh, uh, Robusto size of, of this cigar tonight. And he, the guy who wrote that said the same thing. And so I was, uh, I was glad to be backed up with that <coughs> and in such good company. So very very good i'm picking up a lot of the same things that you all have talked about um i get a lot of wood a lot of leather some uh unsweetened cocoa notes in the background and to me that kind of subtle sweetness that's in the that's kind of floating in the back and not really ever coming forward very much it's almost like a caramel kind of sweetness to me um you know, it's a, and it's, so it's creamy. It's like a deep, rich cream kind of a thing, but it's very, it's very light. So it, it, it doesn't make the cigar overly sweet or anything like that. The retro for me is very spicy. I get lots of pepper in the retro. Um, when I pair it with the rabbit hole, um, it brings forward a lot of those 
wood notes that we're talking about, the oak that, that uh, Pat was picking up, and um, really brings those forward. And so, and it kind of smooths out the rabbit hole, which me, is really, really good. There we go. To me, the drink, um, it's pretty unique. So for me, it kind of changes like the mouthfeel to kind of like a an old school red wine so it has like that kind of tannin and then it has like that oak barrel finish since reds are typically Asian oak um and then it has like that rich kind of subtly sweet citrus chocolate flavor that's added to the palate similar to um like our household fashion like i know the old forester to me at yeah. least gets kind of a chocolate note that we put the you know yeah. citrus in there as well so it's just kind of like a tannin oak kind of red wine with like that kind of rich chocolate subtly sweet um citrus note as well so mm. mm -hmm. good pairing it adds a lot of that woody oaky flavor to the high gold as well if you smoke the glass oh, it's tasty oh yeah very good so Ooh, that cools it down. Huh? That cools it down. Mm -hmm. Smoking the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah smoking the glass. Yeah. Um, the next thing coming up here at Twins is we have our February Pipe Club coming up this Saturday. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a low-key event this month. We'll be doing some favorite wintertime uh, smokes with it, and we'll be having a, a couple of new... Uh, tobaccos that have recently come into the store, C&D's Folklore, which is a once-a-year release. Um, this is the second release of that. We'll have that. And also, a it's not a new tobacco, but it's new to us. Uh, it's a release from uh, Samuel Gawith. We're having a Louisiana Flake, and that is going to be here tomorrow or Thursday. I'm really excited about that. Never had it before. It's going to be really good. We'll have that to sample. Oh, wow. um, uh, both those are available in, you know, uh, two ounce packs. Um, folklore comes in a one pound brick. You can buy the brick if you want. It's I think it's seventy seven bucks, seventy seven fifty. But that's a lot of that's a lot of tobacco. So we had a lot of success last year. Um, breaking some of those bricks up into two ounce chunks so that you didn't have to buy the whole thing. Um, you could buy two ounces at a time. And um, the uh, Louisiana Flake is also a bulk. It comes that way. So, um, And if you know Samuel Godwith at all, that is great top grade small batch stuff uh, that comes out of uh, the Lakeland region of uh, England. England, the mother country over there. Um, and I've, I know I've said it before, but I, you know, it's all old style work. There, There's no more. You can't get more traditional in how you create stuff, pipe tobacco wise, than Gawith. Than Gawith. Um, the machines they use are from the 1790s when they started hundreds of years old and the biggest modern upgrade that they have done to their process is the press that makes this flake it used to be coal fired 
and now it's gas. That's the only thing that's changed in 200 some odd years. So it's, it's just incredible stuff. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. There'll be a bunch of people here. We'll have some specials on those pipe tobaccos and there'll be uh, some specials that we'll be offering on uh, pipes if people want to take advantage of that. Although next month is going to be our big Peterson Pipe Show event yes. with St. Yes. Patrick's Day. And yep. we'll talk more about that as, as things oh, get closer. Yeah. Uh, PD Blinders 2. <laughs> the Rebirth. The Rebirth. <laughs> Nothing will be greater than the original poster. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm trying very hard to come up with something like that. But that original poster last year was epic. Epic. Now... We've been smoking for about 20, 30 minutes, right? Sure. How, how long have we been going on? We started a little late, so I don't really know. Uh, 26 minutes. 26 minutes. All right. So we're, we're, I'm right about in there. So is the cigar changing for you at all? Is it staying consistent? Is the, the flavor profile changing? Debris working on a repeat of two weeks ago when she'll have a four-inch ash that breaks <laughs> over her blouse and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Debris got a debris. I mean, I've ashed once. I've ashed once. <laughs> You've ashed once already. Wow. But now my oh, new ash is a little bit clunky. It's kind yeah. of uh, falling apart on me. I mean, I'm still going to go and say the construction is pretty good. Like, yeah, I, the I haven't had to great. relight yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not getting it. The retrohale, I got more spice, of course, but um, I'm almost like some of the spice is getting brought out from the bourbon, actually. So mm-hmm. when I'm puffing on the cigar for a while, it's still really easy and smooth. Um, and complex, but once I take a sip of the bourbon, it adds like this nice, like peppery overlay. It's like I agree with that. Still very pleasant. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that. Pat, what about you? Is it staying the same? Is it changing it, up or what? It flops a little bit. So the spice definitely dies down, but it has that kind of like stimulation on your palate, mm-hmm. and then the sweetness is coming forward. And then that kind of oak mm-hmm. note that was on your palate initially when I was yeah. talking about, like, you know, Cuban flavors in the beginning, that's now on the finish and it's lingering. So it leaves you with this kind of, like, creamy, like, sweet oak and then, like, a little bit of a, I don't want to call it, like, a floral. It's a sweetness, but it's it's complicated. I like the word candied that you use. Cause like I, so it was a candy-coated yeah, sweetness. It's kind of like a vanilla kind of extract kind of sweetness. But it's very light, right? It's, it's very... Yeah. It's like there, it but it's not... Like, you have to really focus to get it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's, it's not, not like overt. a really sweet cigar. Like you had said, it doesn't get all the way up. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can... there, there, there's a lot of subtleties to this cigar. You know, it's definitely like... Like, you know, when I smoked it, retail when i was working and then when i sat down it was a completely different cigar and i think the first time i smoked it thinking about it was when dan and i were fighting over what the best <laughs> blend should be and you know beforehand i was like it was a good cigar but it's like you know i had five other cigars in my mind but then i smoked it again the toro this time and i sat and thought about it and it's just it was a completely different experience than when i had had it when i was working so it's there's a lot going on in this cigar. But if you smoke it like, you know, shoveling or, you know, snow blowing or whatever it is, it's still a really, really good cigar. It has like that heat to it. It's like a nice kind of winter smoke. It's going to be kind of in your face. But if you sit down and think about it, there's a lot of subtleties that you really can miss easily. But it's it's just there's so much. Every time I smoke it, there's something else that comes up that I'm like, huh, oh, what is that? 
now all of these different things that you're tasting is it is that to you a cigar a, a, a sign that the cigar is inconsistent or is it a sign that you know each time you smoke it you're appreciating something new that you didn't pick up before it's the blending you know i think um I'm not going to disclose my sources, but I was told that <laughs> there's five different Nicaraguan filler leaves he uses in this cigar. So I just think that, you know, each tobacco is put in there as an intent. You know, typically a lot of manufacturers use, you know, one or two filler leaves just to make the Vitola. And it's not necessarily to complement the blend, but it's not something you're going to really pick up on. You know, so when you have someone that blends a cigar with a purpose and every tobacco that's utilized in that blend is, is there for a reason, you typically get something like the Almec here where you're just sitting and every puff and every time you smoke it, you pick up on something different. It's not that it wasn't there before, but as you start familiarizing yourself with the blend, you start getting those subtlety differences and now you can start distinguishing, okay, you know, I got like a creamy texture the first time and now I'm getting that same creaminess, but there's a little bit more going on now, you know, and that's why this cigar spoke to me so much when Dan and I were fighting over it because it just, it just had so much going on for it. And every time I've smoked it ever since then, it's been different. So it's not an inconsistent, it's just a well-blended cigar. I'm getting that like that floral note more now too that you mentioned earlier. It's weird. Are you getting it in the aroma or are you getting it on the palate? Or on in, the palate in actually, but like what I'm finding, so in in a weird way. Here we go. <laughs> so you know how like when you smoke like an acid, like you, it has that coating on it. Yeah. So when I smoke the cigar at this point and I take a sip of the whiskey, um what's going on like on like the back of my palate is almost like a subdued version of like that slight sweetness that you get from like the tip of an acid and it's kind of like it's way less intense than that because that's like a little bit too sweet in my opinion um but it, it's very subtle and that's actually what it reminds me of that's like what i'm getting on the back of my palate at this point when i sip the whiskey that definitely increases a lot with whiskey mm -hmm. yeah very, yeah i think very this was so. a great pairing honestly yes yeah. It was Breeze. I can well, take credit for I can't it. take all the credit. Because originally I was going to, we were like, let's stick with Rabbit Hole. And I was like, well, maybe we'll try the other one because we did High Gold before. And you're like, Kendra's like, well, we don't have a lot of the other ones. So let's do High Gold. So, <laughs> and, I, and then I tried it because you had yours lit. So I took yep. a couple puffs off of your Olmec and took a sip. And right there in that moment, I was like, oh, interesting. It's like a sweet barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she really impressed very herself. Complex. She yeah, impressed I was like, herself. Wow, she's like, really good. Let's damn, go. I'm good. <laughs> right. yeah, so. She is good. Yep, yep, very, very awesome. So, yeah, mm. I, I, I really have enjoyed every size in this in this blend here, and um, I, I just can't say enough good things about the cigar. It it's really is really, wonderful. Really um so last week we didn't have the show um perhaps we should bring that up at this point um i was in honduras uh on a trip uh touring the aladino farms uh which was great and uh um we were gonna do something but they had some personal stuff come up and he wasn't able to be here but um uh so let me talk a little bit about the the trip that I took. Um, we're going to 
Aladino is going to be coming out with a new cigar in a few weeks. It's a cigar that is only going to be made available to stores who went on those farm trips. So we're going to be one of like 10 stores in the country that has this cigar. There were about 200 boxes How amazing is of that? this blend that's being piloted. So we're piloting this blend. Nice. Um, wow. Uh, we're one of two stores in New England that's going to have it. The other one's in Rhode Island. So there's no other store in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Vermont, Maine. We're it. Connecticut, we're it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And um, if, it, if we do well with it, it is probably going to go national. So I'm, I'm pumped. Um, and I'm not going to say anything more about it because... But it is definitely I've been something sworn to get to secrecy, <laughs> but it's, I've had it. I had it at the farm. It's amazing. Aladino is one of these companies that, uh, at, at, to me, it's like Foundation. Foundation doesn't make a cigar that I won't smoke. Mm -hmm. Aladino is a company that they don't make a cigar that I would not. Well, you, you want this? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it. There are very few companies out there that are like that where, you know, I will, you know, willingly, it, w willingly, I'll enjoy <laughs> anything from that company that you give me. Aladino is one of those. And um, let me tell you something. Seeing the process of how cigars are made from one end to the other, from the seed to uh, cigar, is um, amazing. It is one thing to read about it and see pictures of mm -hmm. it or watch a movie of it. Yeah. It's another thing to be there and see it and experience it. Um, the, the number one thing I came away with was best summed up in the words of uh, Justo Aroa over there, who is the president of uh, JRE Tobacco and Aladino. Um, he said, uh, really, the cigar is free. <laughs> what you're paying for is everything else that goes into the process of making stuff. Um, you know, there's over a thousand acres that they have there. There's over, they have over a thousand employees that are working the fields, that are working the factories, that are working the, um, uh, that are rolling the cigars, packaging the cigars. And Everybody was focused. Everybody was working hard. Everybody had a smile on their face. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, you know, the Americans are coming. You better be smiling. And well, <laughs> here. They can't, there's no way. On, I know human nature. You know, Pastor Padron knows human nature. There's no way you get everybody to do that. I didn't see anybody who was unhappy. And it, it was amazing. And not only that, you know, you're on a farm. You, this is what it was. It was a huge tour of a big, full-blown farm, right? You're working with plants. You're working with stuff that's in the dirt. You're, you're, it's dirty, right? There was no dirt. I mean, even in the dirt, the dirt was clean and raked. There was no, there was no, there was no trash. There was no debris anywhere. It was, it was amazing. The, the people working the with the tobacco, their hands, nobody had, you know, dirty fingers or uh, it was amazing to me. 
I think since you've been to a farm now, I can kind of like make this point that I noticed when I went to uh, Foster Farms in Connecticut this summer is like the labor that goes into it. Like, yeah, were you there when they were taking the laughs and putting the tobacco on the um in the air curing barn over yes. the racks? Yep, that is insane to watch. Like they they would do an entire lot of tobacco within you know like. From what they were telling us, there would be a stack of these laughs that they had to put up, and it's like acres and acres of tobacco. And they would literally stand on these pillars in the ceiling, and it's like a assembly line. Like it goes up one, up one, up one, and they would keep going until the sun is down or it's done. You know, it's it's like hours and hours at a time, and they're, they're lifting yep. up these big laughs up, and they're putting the tobacco on the air carrying bomb. It's like it's insane. Like it's it, that's how it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was amazing seeing that happen, and they have scores of those, scores, at Aladino, mm. and um, it, it just it just was amazing to see the process, and uh, you know the it, one of the things that was really cool too was, you know, people wore different colored T-shirts, and the color of your T-shirt dictated not only where in the process you were at but what tobacco you were using so wow. they would people who were delivering the tobacco knew where to go because you, you're going to the people with the color shirt they were wearing you know it was very organized very methodical and uh, rainbow of cigars yeah i mean <laughs> one of the things that was really cool was a, a, a number of the fields are surrounded with eucalyptus trees and the eucalyptus trees um, are there for uh, several reasons, one of which eucalyptus is a natural bug repellent. And so it cuts down on the need for uh, pesticides and stuff. Yeah. On, they, it's, they are an all-natural organic farm. They don't use pesticides at all. And then second, it's a natural windbreak for the uh for the tobacco in the valley so it protects it from the wind and then third when the trees get full grown and get big they cut them down harvest them and use them to build barns so and then they plant more yeah. so it's all completely it's a self-sustaining self-done mm. you know so you have not only you not only have to have people who can take care of the tobacco you have to have people who can take care of the trees that are protecting the tobacco people who can cut that stuff down mill it and use it to <clears throat> build whatever it is they want to do. They have whole barns that are just full. Is that of... what they use for their boxes? No, they use cedar for that. They get they get cedar um, shipped into them in big, you know, unmilled. Uh, it might as well be like railroad tie size things. But then that's all taken, and they do all the milling themselves. Everything is cut down. How impressive. Um, wow. They have a whole factory for that just just making the boxes just making the boxes it's all done in-house and the amount of people involved in that how many steps there are and how many quality control steps that there are to make sure that when the box is finished there are no imperfections on it and it looks and feels the same with every box you know all those, you know, the inside the Aladino mm -hmm. cigar box, there's that picture mm. or painting that they have pasted in there. There's a guy that his job is to 
put those in every box and putting the you know uh, the glue in there putting the paper on pressing it down making sure there's no bubbles no raised parts getting any extra glue off you know it's it just the way it works is just so incredible and um, uh, it, it just was crazy when I, you know, I took lots of pictures, lots of videos, and I'll probably share some of that when we get the Aladino cigar. We'll do an Aladino episode with that and show some of those. But when I took all the videos of Husto talking through the process and strung them together, it was about 150 minutes hmm. worth of stuff. I was, like, dumbfounded that it was that much. I was surprised my phone had that much space on it. Right. <laughs> Very unbelievable. And it took forever for things to upload mm -hmm. <laughs> when I got back. There wasn't, they didn't, you know, they don't have, you know, the internet they have there is through the, uh, 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 wire, is through the phone service. It isn't a cable. So they don't give out the password because they'd never be able to do their actual work. <laughs> right. The computers right. would all crash if everybody was there and mm -hmm. checking their, so everything was done. So, you know, I didn't upload anything while I was there. Um, it just would have been, it would have taken forever. So I uploaded it all when I got back. I'm in the middle of putting that together for us. But uh, we stayed um, at their compound on the, on the farm. And uh, they have this, for all intents and purposes, a, I, I'm going to call it a guest house. But really what it is, is a, it, it's a big house with about 12 different bedrooms in it. And each of those has two beds and its own bathroom. So they can host, you know, 20, 24 people maybe over there tops. They like keeping these tours to about 12 people though. So I had my own room, which was really nice. Um, it was very nice actually, <laughs> yeah, my own place. And, um, and then at the top of, you know, we, at the top of the hill was uh, the Aroa house. And um, it, there was this great pool overlooking the uh, Yamastron Valley. And um, they had this, you know, big uh, deck with a, you know, um, roofed area over it. And, and, and so anywhere you looked, you saw the valley of where you were. And it was, it was freaking amazing awesome. all all authentic food um we we had there there was and it was it was really cool it was it was really awesome all the cigars you could want they had a bar inside you know so it was open bar when you were there and um very very cool and Husto, his wife vivian awesome hosts they had a great staff helping them as well and um, uh, we got to spend some time with um, Julio, uh, the dad, who really pioneered this whole thing. And um, he's 85. He was in a, a, a plane accident, I think, uh, oh, no. several years ago. And he hurt his back. And um, so his it's hard for him to walk. So he, he's on this scooter, uh, this... this uh, so he's like in this wheelchair scooter, scooting around. But I mean, he did not look 85 at all. Mm -hmm. He looked maybe like in his mid 60s. I mean, just 
huge smile on his face. He loved being there. Great guy. Um, uh, <laughs> he and he, let me tell you, he loved Bobby too. I was he he was staring. He stared at Bobby a lot of the, you know. And it, at one point, he basically said, "I know who you remind me of, Ingrid Bergman." Ingrid Bergman. And then he do one of. Uh, oh wah, yeah, he just he just thought she, she was the hot that. the hot stuff. So oh, uh, so that was a lot of fun. Made her blush. Yeah. I go. I so can that. probably probably uh, the one of the things that happened there is kind of funny. I, I thought I'd share this tonight was, um, you know, here I am, two thousand miles away from home. It's warm. It's like eighty degrees. It's perfect perfect weather. There's this breeze that comes through the valley. So even even with it being 80, 85, you're getting this. It wasn't super humid, and you got this breeze coming through. So it was like, oh, heaven. And I'm sitting there, and then I get this text from my wife on Monday. <laughs> I have COVID. Oh. Oh, and I'm no. just like, oh, my gosh. Now, my wife is a CNA. She works at an um, uh, elderly retirement community, Brooksby Village. And... Um, it might as well be a city <laughs> on its own. I don't know how many of you know the place, but there's, I think there's 5,000 people there. Mm. And stores, swimming pools, gyms, five or six different restaurants. I mean, and you don't ever have to go outside. You can walk inside to, to whatever. It's huge. It's a city. So, you know, you don't want to... Of course, when you get COVID, you're like, <laughs> you aren't coming to work. You could wipe everybody out. You know, the, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and her dad's there too, so she didn't want to do that. So, she's home, and I'm like, oh man, now, this is the first time anyone in my immediate family has had COVID during this whole thing. I've never had it. The girls have never had it. This is the first time any of us have had it. Um, and uh, the next night, my two daughters who are still living at home, Anna and Ray, <laughs> start texting me. And they're like dying. They're like, Dad, Mom is sick in bed. She can't get out. There's no food in the house. We can't eat. What are we going to do? <laughs> it's going to be days before you get home. Days. What's going on? <laughs> and, and how are we going to? How... Now, let me tell you listeners out there, you, you know this if you're a parent. There was plenty of food in the house. <laughs> plenty of food in the house. Just not food they wanted to eat. They felt like. Just they were not food. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, my daughter Anna, she's kind of, you know, she's she's very, you know, kids can be very picky and whatnot. Uh, so it's like, have some spaghetti. There's no there's no spaghetti here. I said, yes, there is. There's penne. There's, 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 there's spaghetti. There's linguine. I don't eat that, Dad. You know that. It has to be the thin spaghetti or I don't eat it. And it's like, so what you're telling me is we've got eight boxes of spaghetti at home, none of which you will eat because it's too thick. Come on. It's not the right shape, Dad. It's it's not the right shape. It's not the right feel. It's this whole thing. So here I am. Here I am in Denali, Honduras, you know, 2,000 miles away from home because Mandy is passed out and the girls are just too... They're starved. Too, too, yeah, starved and freaking out to do, to think maybe I should go into mom's purse and get out a card and call the pizza place. So I'm calling the pizza place from Honduras 
And well, not call. I I went and ordered online. Yeah, yeah. But I called. I I I had pizza delivered from Honduras, and I got enough for two days. Oh my! There you go. So dad of the year. And they were like crying in gratitude. (laughs) Thank you, dad. You're so awesome. Oh my gosh! It was so. And so it was just like I can't even believe this. I'm I'm totally unable to do anything, but I still was able to make dinner for everybody. And that's what counts at the end of that's the day. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. You kept yep. their bellies full, Dad. Good job. I, I did. I did my job. Yep, that that's your job. I did my job, so no my matter wife how could far sleep away you and are, not worry about it. Yeah, I kept her out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's doing much better. She's well, still happy to hear she's that. still testing positive and everything, so we're still she because and because she's in the medical field and works with, she takes the whole thing very seriously. So she's isolated herself and yeah, I haven't really touched her since I've been back. Oh, I've been you down poor on thing. the couch. We feel so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I miss my Mandy. <laughs> Simmer. So, uh, but it was really totally worth it. I hope uh, that we're able to do it again, and I hope I hope uh, I get to go again. It would be an awesome. awesome I'm really time. looking forward to seeing um, all the pictures and videos that you said you can. Post. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited awesome. to to view that. Absolutely, yeah. I would love to live vicariously through that. I'm hoping to. So this is something that I hope to break up into you know 10, 15 minute chunks and put up on the YouTube page so that people can go through that but it, it it really is really is amazing um mm. very very impressed with the whole process yeah and uh you know i mean they had deer they had oxen oh. they had chickens they had some kind of pheasant because they were easier to care for than chickens and the chickens had a tree house for pete's sake they had a tree house mm. Well, they're living they a life. Yeah, they're totally living a life. My girls would love to live in that treehouse. I want a treehouse. I wouldn't let them in there with all the poop <laughs> that was in that treehouse. Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere near them. But very, very cool. And great people, great food, great time, um, and very educational. It was a great balance of fun and education. You know? And that's what it's all about. Too. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all they, about. They did a great job. And I, you know, I... Uh, you know, it's the it's the first time I've been to a, a farm or a trip like that, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm very interested to see how their way of I mean, f- once you've been to a farm, I, it, there's some aspects that are gonna it's the same, you know, all the all the way through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, people may have a different way of doing this, or the barn may be different, or the you know maybe some of how they get from here to there is different. But, you know, there's a lot of things that are the same and all this. So I would, you know, you know, if I were to take a tour of like uh, Perdomo's farms, we'd see the seeds. We'd see how it's planted. We'd see the farm. We'd see the box factory. We'd see the how it's put together. You know, the same kind of aspects of it, but how they do it and how they set it up and, and how they relate to you through it, that will change dramatically based on who the people are and how they're set up. And I, I'm very... It would be very hard to beat this in my mind. This was so well balanced with, okay, we're going to go. We're going to be gone for several hours. Now here's a few hours of a break. Okay, mm-hmm. here we're going to go for a few hours. 
the rest of the day is yours, you know, and, and, but they're still available to talk and to chat and to ask questions. And all That's that a wonderful stuff. setup too, where it's very not cool. all in your face, you know, right, you've got you know. to kind of go at, you know, really just take yep. everything in. And, that's and really great one of the things they did, they, they kind of changed things on the, the last full day they were there because the way the flights worked going out for this trip, we had to leave at like six in the morning to, to get to the airport, which was a four hour bus ride. Oh my God. Uh, Bobby had told me about those the seats. Bus ride from Do you hell. Talk about the seats? One cheek seats. <laughs> One, One cheek, cheek seats. seats. <laughs> Here, I, I'll tell you something else too. Like here's, so I don't have I don't have very big legs. Bobby does though. Yeah, <laughs> she has long. Bree has legs. longer legs than than my whole body. <laughs> but I mean, I sit like this. You know, that's that's not a lot of. That, is where the space ended between me and the seat in front of me. There. So my knee was one inch into the seat in front. And it was all springs. So it was wicked uncomfortable. So we're all sitting like this. Side saddle. You know, side saddle. Yep. <laughs> and so, and, and you're traveling through mountain passes at 50, 60 miles an hour, which is like double the speed limit. <laughs> allegedly weaving in and out of traffic you know it's like a two-lane highway with four lanes of traffic <laughs> and you know you've got traffic coming both and ways no guardrail. you've got no guardrail you've got motorcycles weaving in and out you're weaving out around motorcycles hold on folks it you know if, if you know there were all, no lie we were at times that close to the car in front of us sounds just like Jamaica. going <laughs> going 50 60 miles an hour it was freakish but uh, let me tell you by the time we got back bobby and i were like you know what route one this is an awesome road <laughs> this is incredible we're never complaining about u.s roads ever again <laughs> it was freaking amazing you know so um other than the other than the cramped travel getting there and back it really was, and even that, we still had a lot of fun, you know, on, on the bus ride and everything, but it was, it was freakishly amazing. Good time. And I'm so happy that you got that experience, you and Bobby. Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. So I was happy glad Bobby did too. Yeah, and you know. she, she also had an amazing time. She had got to share some stories with me one morning before we started, and um, she just had nothing but good things to say, especially in like funny little things, especially how he kept, you know, going, like give, blowing her kisses, if you will. <laughs> she told me she was blushing and I'm like, I would have too, girl. I get it. <laughs> yeah, Julio really liked her. Yeah, he really did. Very, very cool. All right. So what are our final thoughts here on the uh, Corona Gorda? Well, for me, the Corona Gorda from Foundation. The uh, Dave, the, the Dave. spices kept up for me through the whole smoke, um, especially through the retro hill. Um, it has gotten sweeter as I've gone down. Um, mm. Yeah, and the creaminess has increased too. Yep. Yep. How about you, Bree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's honestly still pretty consistent. I'm, if anything, I'm getting like a little bit more of the leather. Um, my draw is like a little bit tighter now, but at the same time, it's still really enjoyable pairing. Not much has changed. <laughs> Pat? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of beat it down earlier. It's really good cigar, definitely mm. in the back third of it. It brings on more of those darker kind of bitter notes you get in Nicaraguan tobacco, like the espresso, the leather, the earth. So, again, like, it just offers a little bit of everything for you. I got to about mid-length, and then um, it had gone out, but I was enjoying your conversation about Honduras. I didn't oh, that's okay, but you enjoyed it? You're but enjoying it? Yes. You're going to relight it? Yes, I, I definitely am. Did you and enjoy being on the show? I, You know what? I loved being on the show, and thank you guys for having me. Cool. I'm super pumped to be part of the Twins family here, and I love to bring the positivity, and I love getting stuff done with you guys, and you guys make my job easier, too, so... You can make our job easier too. We're very <laughs> happy for you're that. You're a godsend. Oh my gosh! Oh, no, you're the godsend. Girl, here. I try. You know. Yeah. yeah. But no, we've needed that kind of help for a long time. Well, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here too. Thank Thanks you. Thank you. All right, that's our show for tonight. We'll be back next Tuesday, which happens to be Valentine's Day. Oh, Jules. Yeah. But uh, we'll be here. <laughs> we will be. So whatever you're doing for Valentine's Day, make sure you're here too because. We're here for you. And that's we not are. just blown That's smoke. not just blown smoke. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at not just blowing smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. <laughs>